The Supreme Court blocks bankruptcy deal that shields Purdue Pharma from future opioid claims. Interesting. So the Supreme Court on Thursday temporarily halted a reorganization plan by Purdue Pharma that would shield the Sackler family, which owned the company from liability in future opioid claims. Purdue Pharma had reached a bankruptcy deal that would pay as much as $6 billion to thousands of plaintiffs as a settlement for lawsuits. A May decision from the United States Court of Appeals for the Second Circuit had allowed the deal to move ahead. But the Biden administration appealed the decision, claiming the agreement would leave the Sackler family off the hook. The original ruling was recalled and stayed by the Supreme Court in its Thursday order, which was presented by Justice Sonia Sotomayor. The $6 billion bankruptcy settlement is also on hold now. The parties are directed to brief and argue the following question. Whether the bankruptcy code authorizes a court to approve, as part of a plan of reorganization under Chapter 11 of the Bankruptcy Code, a release that extinguishes claims held by non-debtors against non-debtor third parties without the claimant's consent, the High Court wrote in an order Thursday. The Supreme Court also teed up a December 2023 argument session, meaning a decision will likely come down next year. Purdue Pharma, founded in 1892, has been accused by critics of playing a pronounced role in exacerbating the nation's opioid crisis. Like, really, what these, like, pill pushers basically did is very heinous. Like, they pretty much convinced the doctors to, like, overly prescribe these opioids, which caused so much mayhem to people. Like, so many people have been affected by this literally everywhere in the world. Like, it's kind of crazy. The firm had reaped billions for the sale of Oxycontin, a painkiller that got many Americans addicted to opioids. Purdue Pharma was hit with massive fines and a mountain of lawsuits for allegedly misleading the public on the addictive nature of Oxycontin. The company is currently in Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Solicitor General Elizabeth Perloger, who asked the High Court to intervene, noted that Sackler family members followed almost $11 billion out of the firm while seeking liability protections. U.S. Trustee William Harrington argued in court documents that the bankruptcy code doesn't authorize the release of the Sackler family from future liability. The Sackler release is not authorized by the bankruptcy code, constitutes an abuse of the bankruptcy system, and raises serious constitutional questions by extinguishing without consent the property rights of non-debtors against individuals or entities not themselves debtors in bankruptcy, Harrington argued. And the case is titled, Harrington v. Purdue Pharma. And if you stumble upon this, feel free to give your thoughts about this, or if you know someone who has been affected by this. Because the saddest thing about this is that it kind of goes to show that depending on the Supreme Court's decision, it might show that if you are a multi-billion dollar company, you could quite literally get away with pretty much murder, which is insane, just because you make so much money. And I don't think, I don't think everyone really understands the potential damage that a lot of this actually caused. Because 
you probably interacted with someone who was addicted to this sort of stuff, and you might not have even know like known it. Like there's a there's a lot of people that were popping these pills like nonstop, or would hit multiple pharmacies so that they could get their fix basically. Like go to multiple different pharmacies to get prescribed it, etc. And I think people also like got the prescriptions and then sold it on the street to make crazy amounts of money too. Let's see. Way I look at it, yay for plaintiffs, but in the end, we all end up paying more for drugs to cover costs. Good, Sacklers created this crisis and paying out damages over 10 years doesn't help the victims and survivors. A bit of back of the envelope factoring showed they could recoup the payout in 10 years. Funny that. The family of Sacklers are evil, pure and simple. Let the high court sing. And the thing is, I don't necessarily disagree with it. It's like, when you put money above people's lives, that gets into a, like a really dirty, dirty, dark place. Right? Like, if you want to make money, go and make money. You don't got to be evil and make money. You could just make money. Like, is that so bad to just make money? Like, you have to do the, the like do these like really weird practices to try to like sell your product. Like, for example, hold on. Uh, Tactics used by Sackler family to sell Oxy. Hmm. Let's see. Maybe there's something with the wiki. Mm, no. Wait, maybe. Opioid lawsuits. Let's check this. Okay, so yeah, according to the New Yorker, Purdue Pharma played a special role in the opioid crisis because the company was the first to set out in the 1990s to persuade the American medical establishment that strong opioids should be much more widely prescribed and that physicians' long-standing fears about the addictive nature of such drugs were overblown. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's, it's pretty bad. Let's see. Interesting. So let's see. In late 2020, the Committee on Oversight and Reform of the U.S. House of Representatives held a hearing on the role of Purdue Pharma and the Sackler family in the opioid epidemic. We don't agree on a lot on this committee in a bipartisan way, the ranking member James Comer of Kentucky said. But I think our opinion of Purdue Pharma and the actions of your family are sickening. The Sacklers, who were also accused of being addicted to money, of the Sackler's responses in the hearing, author Patrick Redden Keefe stated they could produce 
a rehearsed simulacrum of human empathy, but were impervious to any genuine moral epiphany. Jim Cooper, a congressman from Tennessee, stated to David Sackler, Watching you testify makes my blood boil. I am not sure I am aware of any family in America that's more evil than yours. Of the Sackler's wealth, and Richard Sackler's in particular, Keefe states, no one wanted his money. <sighs> Crazy. Let's see. Yeah, it's a pretty sad thing because pretty much the Sacklers are going to be trying to do everything they can to where they could just basically pay is a way to kind of like view it as to like how they're trying to do this is that they're trying to basically structure the payout in a way where they can make their money back before the end of the final payment, meaning that pretty much they didn't really go negative basically at all. Think of it like this. They're trying to structure it to where, let's say that they have like a $5,000 credit card bill, right? They're trying to structure it where instead of like owing 20% of that credit card bill all at once, so like the $5,000 plus 20%, what they want is to basically transfer that debt to a different card with zero interest where the minimums are super tiny for a few years, right? Where they could basically make the minimum payments for years while basically still having almost all of the money. Like... <laughs> Inside their own bank account. So, like, imagine you had, like, $5,000 in your bank account. You owe $5,000 plus 20% interest, but you're able to convince it to where you still owe the debt, but now, instead of 20% interest on it, and instead of having these, like, massive, like, uh, minimum payments, you're now basically paying, like, hardly anything per month so that the $5,000 in your bank... You can now put that into investments, make money off of that money to basically pay the debt that you owe. So they're basically trying to structure it to where they could use the money that they owe these victims to invest into the market to make enough money to pay the minimum payment so that they don't really have to pay out of pocket to even do this. Like... It is so crazy. And such a dirty way to go about it, too. 